Hachette Audio presents The Story of Beautiful Girl Written by Rachel Simon Read by Kate Redding For those who were put away Telling our stories is holy work The Reverend Nancy Lane, Ph.D. Part 1. Hiding. The Bride's Request. The Widow. 1968. At the end of the night that would change everything, the widow stood on her porch and watched as the young woman was marched down her front drive and shoved into the sedan. The girl did not fight back, bound and tied as she was, nor did she cry out into the chill autumn rain, so surely the doctor and his attendants thought they had won. They did not know, as the car doors slammed shut, the engine came on, and the driver steered them down the muddy hill toward the road, that the widow and the girl in the back seat had just defied them right under their noses. The widow waited until the taillights reached the bottom of the drive then turned and entered her house. And as she stood at the foot of the staircase, hoping they'd show mercy to the young woman and worrying about the whereabouts of the runaway man, the widow heard the sound the doctor hadn't been seeking. It was the sound that would always connect her to the girl and forever make her remember the man. It was the sweet, deep breaths of a hidden person, a sleeping stranger, a baby. That November day had seemed as ordinary as any in the widow's seventy years. The mail carrier had delivered letters, birds had flown south across her fields, and storm clouds had wheeled across the Pennsylvania sky. The farm animals were fed, the dishes were used and washed, new letters were placed in the roadside mailbox. Dusk fell. The widow lit the logs in the fireplace and settled into her reading chair. Then, perhaps thirty pages later, the clouds cracked open, releasing a deluge that made such a din that she peered over her tortoiseshell glasses toward the living room window. To her surprise, the rain cascaded so heavily, the glass looked opaque. After half a century on this farm, she'd seen no sights like this before. She would mention it in her letters tomorrow. Drawing the lamp closer, She lowered her eyes to her book. For many hours, she shut out the din and concentrated on the page, a biography of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., gone just a few months from this life, but then became aware of a knocking on her door. She turned. Soon after their wedding day, when her husband was building onto the original one-room house to make room for a wife, she realized he'd never remarked on the view with its sweeping fields, dense woods, and distant mountains, all watched over by the colorful vault of the sky. He lived here simply because the farm had been in his family, and was thirty rolling miles, an hour's drive, and a county line away from the closest town, Wells Bottom, where she was a schoolteacher. As she'd watched the walls go up, she noticed how few windows he'd included, and how small each was, and understood she'd have to be satisfied with meager portions of the landscape.
The front door, for instance, was all wood and no glass, with only a single window set in the wall to its left. But tonight's storm obscured even that limited view. So the widow crossed the living room and turned the knob on the door. She thought at first that there were two of them, a man and a woman. From under the roof of the porch, the man, a negro, looked at her with startled eyes, as if unaware that the door upon which he'd been knocking had just pulled back. The woman beside him did not look up. Her skin was pale, and she was biting her lip. Her face was bone bare, with shadows in every rise and dip. Was the woman as lean as she seemed? It was impossible to tell. She was covered in a gray blanket. No, several blankets.